Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim, and with me is Admiral Elliot. Hi there. And we're on the road to Picard. We've vanquished the queue now. We're going back in time a little bit to look at Season 3. And um, we've got two episodes from Season 3 this week. We're looking at Yesterday's Enterprise... Uh, which is generally regarded as one of Next Gen's very best episodes. Yeah, this is definitely a top ten episode. Yeah, and Allegiance, which isn't as highly regarded, but I like it a lot. I know you like it a lot. I like 35 minutes of it. Okay, well, we'll, we'll find out why it's only 35 minutes. <laughs> I hope we'll find out why it's only 35 minutes a little bit later on. So, first up then, Yesterday's Enterprise. Story is... The encounter anomaly, out of the anomaly comes the Enterprise C. Yeah. And this causes uh, a shift in reality, really. Yeah, we have uh, a change in uniform and the at war. Yep. But the biggest thing is we have Tasha Yaz there. Yep, Tasha Yaz back. But we don't have Worf. No, nope, which makes sense. Yeah. If you're at war with the Klingons, you want. I wonder what happened to Worf in this one then. It's um, when we're Kittimer. Well, it's Kittimer before um, the Enterprise C disappeared or after. It's all about um, what happened at Kittimer's. Oh, it, it was. Is that actually Kittimer? Yeah, then? that's, so, yeah, right, that's so. where the, ba- the war was. That's what. Right, so Worf probably got killed then in Possibly. this reality. Or, yeah, or maybe, yeah, Worf was probably killed yeah, in this reality. So he wouldn't have been rescued by yeah, the, the, the Federation. Yeah, so, yep, Worf's gone. Thinking Tasha Yar's back, Wesley's still there, which is a little not quite sure how Wesley would have wound up on the the Enterprise yeah, in a, a version like, where in a, in season three is he now a full ensign? He is a full ensign, but he only got there because he came on board the ship with his mother. With his mum. And well, I, know think, that I think that we maybe have to look at like things are going badly for the Federation. Yeah. So maybe the fast tracking people through the through, Academy, yeah, yeah and then because his mum's the doctor, she puts in a good word, yeah. gets him onto the Enterprise. Maybe so, maybe so. Because it is established there's no families on the Enterprise. It is, yeah. And Which makes a lot more sense. It does, really. And, you know, emphatically, this is a battleship this time. Yeah. It's not a, It's not even referred to as a starship. It, it yeah. is a battleship. All the ships are called battleships. And this is a Federation at war. And this is sort of the closest we get in TNG to a Mirror Universe episode, really. I know it's not the Mirror Universe, but there's a lot of kind of similarity. It's not quite as bad as the Terran Empire, but... Like, things have been... Like, it's it's our universe with... If this had happened differently... Yeah, This one event had happened differently. And you see that with all the characters, like, they're more jaded versions and yeah. there's the, the still the, the spark of the people we know in there yeah the worry weary here. yeah it's very very good writing a lot of the episode and so basically I mean the the events of the episode can be summed up quite easily like the Tasha Yar gets to know Castile who's one of the officers from the Enterprise C yeah we get to know Captain Garrett a little bit but she ultimately gets killed and then after a bit of toing and froing, they decide the Enterprise C's got to go back. It, yeah, it's probably the only way to stop this reality thing. Should yeah, Guinan. Guinan's the key it, to it. Yeah, Guinan is still on the Enterprise D. It still has a bar, even though it's a battleship. Yeah, which I, I think's a bit weird. That was another one I was going to mention. Which I think's point. a bit weird. And it's, we'll, yeah, what? We'll, we'll let this go. But Guinan. She doesn't know what's happened. No, but she, but she knows. can tell that there's been a change. Yeah, she knows um, something's wrong. And she knows Tasha Yar shouldn't be there. Yeah, it's that good. She was, that she should be dead. It's. Uh, I wonder if that maybe. I mean, the, you know, this is a retcon, but maybe it's because she was in the Nexus, and you know, cause she she was in the Nexus in Kirk's time, so yeah. that's before now. Well, we've had. Like, we know we've talked about Guinan has some sort of powers because there's like there's the thing, the with, thing Q. with the Q that's never explained and is it something to do with this that they can and they do say in this episode that like maybe it's something to do with a species or whatever and maybe it, I'm sure that was probably the intention at this stage but I'm just wondering if it if it fits 
that the Nexus could have caused it. Possibly. Because that doesn't, well, time doesn't operate properly in the Nexus. And yeah, and this is after the Nexus. A, an echo of your remains in there yeah. and all this stuff. So, yeah, maybe. Again, I, I'll bet you this is another one that people have written. It'll, be in, it'll be in a book somewhere. Yeah. Why Guinan doesn't, or why Guinan does rather realise that something's not right. But. Yeah, so she she's sort of the key to to working out that something's, something's not, right. not right. And this is sort of this is kind of the opposite of how we usually do these stories. Like we usually see our crew are the only ones who know about the change to the timeline, and our crew fixes it by the end of the episode. But this one, they don't know, as we say, apart from Gaina. Yeah that something's wrong yeah they're all quite happy to be at, well they're not happy to be at war but being at it, war is what yeah, they that, it's normal to them yeah. it, that's what's happened that's how history played out and it becomes ultimately really a test of Picard's faith in Guinan like do I trust her enough yeah to believe to potentially change yeah. what's happening and the, the other factor that comes in is Picard knows how badly the war's going and he confides in Garrett on that but you get yeah. the impression that the other crew yeah, don't they know that this. they're doing well in the war they're holding their own but he goes no that we're doing really badly and it's, yeah, we're probably going to lose within a matter of months and so. one ship's not going to make any difference yeah. whereas everyone else seems to be like oh great you know we've got a potential new warship here let's get it yeah let's get it up and into the and fight uh, yeah, one ship won't make a difference now but in the past, you might. You could have done all this. Yeah. And it, it sort of comes down to the... I suppose it's like the temporal prime directive or whatever. It, it, it Usually, you would not be allowed to change the timeline. But Picard's trusting Guinan that, no, this is the change timeline. Yeah, this is the wrong timeline. This is not what's meant to have happened. So you putting it back yeah. is fine. That's that's okay. And that, as I say, it's, it's a different taken all of it and it's I imagine it's quite a confusing episode to to someone who's not not into sci-fi not into the broader ideas yeah. you know if you miss the first five minutes of this one you will not have a clue oh no it's one that you need to <coughs> like personally I don't know how many times I've watched this episode this is one of my oh yeah, it's a great favourite Star Trek episodes I have watched this lots and yeah, lots me and too. lots it didn't take a lot of revision for this no, for this no. episode. But yeah, you definitely need to watch the whole thing if you're new to the episode. Well, yeah, like I watched it um, at my auntie Pat's house once, and my uncle Eddie was sort of half watching it. And then when it gets to the end and everything goes back, he goes, "Well, it's just not believable, is it? You know, all that mess has been cleaned up, and it, everything's yeah. back to normal." I'm like. And I sort of thought, like, well, should I explain it? And I just sort of said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, sometimes easier. It was, like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm go- I'd yeah. have to rewound the video. I'm sure, lo- me I'm sure lots of you out there have your folks that you really struggle to explain <laughs> yeah. these things to, and you like us, and you just go, you go, yeah, and agree with them. Yeah, that's Because it's easier. <laughs> it, yeah, and it was in that instance. I mean, Uncle Eddie was a clever man, but Star Trek wasn't really his cup yeah. of tea, and... He'd missed clearly the start of the episode. The interesting we thing go. we do have here is that they allow uh, Tasha to go back on the Enterprise C. Yes, they do. And and that's yeah. Well, that's well this actually opens up because like Tasha now goes back in time. Mm-hmm. So she's at Kitima. Yep. So we've always wondered why how the Romulans for Nemesis knew when Picard was <laughs> yeah, true. Death to get his DNA ah yeah but now we know that the Romulans had captured Tashia yeah a chief security officer yeah that knows that Picard becomes the captain of the flagship of yeah that's very true so we now have a reason why yeah Romulans actually makes perfect sense (laughs) it fits in really nice to it really really does yeah that's yeah I've never thought about that but that does make a lot of sense and obviously we do get Denise Crosby comes back in the form of Sela yeah. later on, and it's sort of like, how is she? <laughs> and that's a good, that's a good character. That's one that they never really did as much with her as they perhaps should have done. Yeah. Like 
we see her in uh, Redemption Parts 1 and 2, and then she comes back in Unification, but then that's it. Yeah, and like, we do hear that, like, her mother was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, she was killed, and... Yeah, we get a lot of decent background. So we do find out that. that, and it's sort of like... To the Enterprise crew there, it's sort of like, how was... Yeah, yeah. Ended up back there, and in in that episode, Guinan's the only one who can yeah. shed a bit of light on the subject. And I just think it's a shame that we never sort of went back to Sealer again and did a little bit more with yeah. her. And like, it would have been interesting to know where was she in um, Nemesis, and yeah, or maybe, maybe you know, maybe this is another thread that Picard the show could pick up. Might you? Because we know the Romulans are playing a very yeah. big part, so maybe Sealer yeah, and a lot of Picard's links to Tasha and things will get yeah. explored yeah, a little bit more. It could tie up a lot of loose threads, Picard. There's a lot it of... could do. And as we're doing this road to Picard and looking back, there's a lot of loose threads that and we can... There's a lot of threads that we're seeing, like this one, where it'd fit nicely. We know they're doing something with the Romulans. <laughs> yeah. So it'd, it'd be a nice little thing to maybe have Sealer in there, or maybe yeah. just, you know, explain it away, like, she's... And strangely enough, today's Cosby is massively back on the Star Trek circuit. She is, actually, yeah, you never know, yeah. you never know. Uh, so let's... We're not saying she is in Picard. No, we're not, and, you know, we have no insider information whatsoever, we yeah. don't even have those mysterious sources that certain YouTubers seem to have. Yeah. And how reliable they are. But yeah, well, we don't rely on uh, any. We don't use any sources that we can't say who they are. <laughs> We've no proof of where it comes nope, from. We have nothing. We have our own imagination, and that's about it. So, and we're up front that it's our own imagination. Yeah. <laughs> if we do accidentally hit on any Picard plot points that we get right, we'll absolutely we'll, claim them. But, we certainly will. But it's luck rather than good management. <laughs> but. Yeah, so, um, and then ultimately, obviously, the Enterprise has to hold off the Klingons. Yeah. To oh, let nice the Enterprise see go back. And then, yeah, it is quite a nice battle, actually. And it's got them weird birds of prey that are now nearly the size of a Galaxy class ship. Yeah, it's. So, presumably, well, what the Klingons did was just take the design of the 12 man one, like we see in the films, and make a bigger version. Oh, yeah, the. There's no definitive size for... No. The Bird of Prey has a lot of different sizes. It really, really does. I think it's it's something ridiculous, like, from... So, we have the Bird of Prey. It goes from somewhere around 79 metres long. It may be slightly different. I'm doing this off memory. Yeah, yeah. To approximately 1,000 metres. Yeah. Depending on which episode or movie you watch. That's it. <laughs> it's almost like they've got a studio model of a Bird of Prey that's a certain size... And the models of starships, be they galaxy class or constitution class, are around the same size as that bird of prey model. And so they look not about the same size. You're not saying that they'd only use one model, are you? No, because they... <laughs> over and over. No, because they blew it up in Star Trek Six, and then again in Generations, the same one. So obviously they've got different models. But, but yeah, but... You know what? I'm happy with that. If that design it's works, a, it's a good design. The Klingons liked it, and yeah, you just make it bigger, and it is one of the coolest Star it is, Trek it ships. Is the, it, it's a brilliant, brilliant. The, the Bird ship. of Prey is a beautiful ship. Yeah, love the Bird of Prey. What do you think, the Enterprise C then? Um, there's actually a concept from um, oh, who was it? Is it Prober? Prober, yeah. Prober did a concept for the Enterprise C before this and his concept art is beautiful really really beautiful ship and then they did this chunky thing for the episode yeah <laughs> I, I'm not it's, it's really chunky it's I'm not the biggest fan of the Enterprise I yeah. mean, I, I'm more I think the era of ships for me is the movie era like the the Constitution the well, Miranda class the Aberth class well, the Excelsior class yeah well it's after the Excelsior and it's before so it's between Excelsior and the Galaxy class but it doesn't sort of fit into that pattern no it it, jumps. it doesn't sort of have any progression to get no, there it, this is very much in the mould of the Galaxy class it's it's that style and it, it's not the movie style, it's, it's just yeah. jumped. Yeah, the, 
Probert does some beautiful artwork of the concept tent pricey how it how he wanted it to look and then they made this thing and I'm assuming it's very chunky so, and it's but it's a new model it, yeah yeah it's definitely so, a new model I'm gonna guess it was actually a lot cheaper than his concept art to do probably this. And, and I think you can get uh, I think Eagle must have done a model of the the Probert concept yeah. for the sea. Uh, I've not got it yet. There was a big, just as a side note to anyone listening who um, collects Eagle Moss, there was a big scandal this week. They accidentally sent out an email to loads of people saying the uh, the collection's stopping without any, you know, with no prior notice, it's done, forget about it. <clears throat> and obviously people were up in arms about this and blah, blah, blah. And it turns out that it only affects uh, less than 100 people. I don't know what the reason behind it is. It's something to do with European distribution or something, and they've had to cancel it in certain territories. Uh, I don't know if it's to do with licensing or what have you. But so everybody thought, what's going on? So then they had to send out another email saying, please ignore the previous email. (laughs) We're not ending yet. We are going to run to issue 180. Uh, but it will end at that stage, so don't worry. Your, your um, subscriptions are safe. Yeah, and you are getting what we promised. But it, yeah. yeah, but it even got to the stage where uh, I think his name's Ben Robinson, who's like he's the overseer of the whole project. He started answering people's twi- questions <coughs> on Twitter about the subscriptions, yeah. and then people started firing him back questions, saying, oh, "What's happening with the special edition?" And he said, "Look, I- I'm not on the subscription team. It's just because this was such a big mess up that I've yeah. took it in my own hands." But so, if you are collecting Eagle, Mo- Eagle Moss and you wonder what's going on, unless you've had an email specifically saying that it affects you, then you're all right. If you did have an email saying it affected you, then you got another email saying don't worry about it, then you're still all right. So if you had the first email and you've had nothing else, yeah, you're probably affected. But yeah, so that was a weird one. Anyway, digress. So to the the characters then in this story, Picard, um, or this version of Picard, what I like about it is... Even though he's different, there's so much of the Picard we know in yeah. his character. Yeah, it's like, so, like, this is an altered timeline of the same people. Yeah. It isn't the mirror universe. It no, no. It isn't a different reality. No, this is out. This is the same timeline. It's like 20 years ago or whatever yeah. is the point where it diverged. Yeah. So they've had, like, are we aware of actually how old Picard is in at this point? Mm, he's, he's older than Patrick... Stuart, isn't he? So I'm, I'm guessing Picard's meant to be in his fifties at so, this stage. So it was pro- so be in his thirties when this change happened. Yeah. So he's had all his formative years. Yeah, he has. He's done all his cadet time. Yeah. So he's still. Like, he's been a captain of the Stargazer. Yeah. Previously, he's still so, the same man. Yeah. It's just that he's had years of war now, and and that comes across like he's very conscious still of meddling with the timeline. You know, he's like, well. Yeah, you know, this has come forward. So, and he do, he he says like this is the ca- John Luke Picard, captain of the oh of a, a Federation ship because he's like we shouldn't be telling them that we're the Enterprise at this yeah. stage because we don't know what we're going to do with these people yet. And you know, it's do we send them straight yeah. back? Do what like, happen if we integrate? Yeah, this has them? always made me w- wonder because like from the shots, they're quite close together. Yeah. Um, we do know that they have windows, so couldn't someone look out the window and see You'd the big think. writing that says U- USS Enterprise yeah. D? And at least, <laughs> even if they couldn't read the registry, they'd be like, well, I've not seen that class of ship before. Yeah. So there's clearly something yeah. a little bit strange going on. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. But while we've still got that, that he's conscious about the timeline and everything, he's still much more sort of brittle and hard than we've seen him before. Yeah. Like, we talked in some of the earlier episodes where Picard's a bit more short-tempered and this is that, but kind of cranked up a yeah, little bit. which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I like the bit where Guinan first tells him things are different and she's saying different... He says, like, different how? And she says, well, it's the ship. He says, no, it's the same ship. And it's almost like he's paranoid. Yeah. You know, like, well, what's happened to my ship? The Klingon's done something to it. Yeah. You know? and that's the side of Picard... We've never really seen. He's yeah. usually a lot more measured. Yeah, 
and like we say, we, we're 20 years of war here. Yeah. We're seeing war-weary versions of who we know. Yeah, it, it's almost like he's worried about saboteurs or something yeah. when she starts talking about this. But ultimately, the Picard we know does come out because it's, do I trust Guinan, trust my friendship with yeah, this person? Yeah, he still has that way, trust it, and they do the right thing. Yeah, and it's, it's the stage where it's, okay, I'm going to trust her with the entire timeline, the entire yeah. reality, because she says that the other version is better. Yeah, the other version is the correct version. Yeah, and it, so it is all about trust, and there is a bit of a debate as well, like, are we in an altered timeline, or is this the proper timeline, yeah. and what does sending it back do? Does that create a new timeline? Yeah, is it? does it alter it slightly because... And is, is it right for us to remain in this timeline if this isn't meant to be the right one but if if this is the right one yeah it's shit so is it better to make it better yeah uh, you know like, it's very there's like a lot there's of a, there's a lot of star trek star trek uh, time episodes and reality changing episodes and you could really hurt your head if you tried to figure yeah. which is the correct one. Well, that's it, what isn't hasn't it? Been. I mean, yeah, if you went through it, and yeah, I know we talk about the Prime timeline and the like, Kelvin timeline, everything. But like every every commanding officer that we've seen in some way has had time of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Episodes, time stories, time missions, and there's things. So, so we have to look at this that from Enterprise, TOS. TNG, DS9, Voyager, Discovery Now, yeah. have time episodes. So that's six ships that we've seen on screen with six different commanders. Yeah. So we have to assume this is a pretty common occurrence. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I that, mean, that as a commander in Starfleet, you will have a time time mission. Yeah, and that's why they've got them guys. <coughs> that's why they've got them guys who yeah, turn so. up in DS9. <laughs> you know, you've got to keep an eye on it. And. And there's little things like usually what we work to in Star Trek is okay, there is a timeline and we've got to stop changes being made to it. But then you've got other things like predestination paradoxes yeah. and things. So you've got like in the TOS episode where they go back to the 60s and they take the guy with them and they run like a thing to say, does he have any impact on history? But then the fact that they removed him presumably has already happened in that timeline yeah. so How it won't have any impact on history because you removed him yeah, but it might have done if you didn't and yeah, very, very <coughs> I think what you've got to do with them is you've got to take each episode and follow the rules that each episode establishes and, and, you, that, and at the end of the episode it goes back to normal and we have to yeah and you've got to, to accept go, that okay it's gone back to normal and we are back on normality except for the Kelvin timeline which is still which is still, still ongoing though I do have a feeling that because they talked about bringing Chris Hemsworth back as George Kirk and I have a feeling that the intent there was that they would wrap it all up yeah, yeah. But whether that'll actually happen or not, though there has been uh, just recently a little bit of news that uh, Star Trek Falls apparently back on at Paramount now. Yeah, and they've hired the guy who does. Um, he's the showrunner on Fargo, the TV version, right. and they've hired him to develop it. I think they've said they've hired him to write and direct it, but. Not giving it to Simon Peck again. No, no, which I, I don't see why. I mean, Beyond was generally well received. Yeah, so it, well, it um, it wasn't commercially, but commercially it was and critically, and it was with fan, fans. Like that's so. always the problem. Like the studios, at the end of the day, they don't care what we like as fans. What they care about is having. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Which is why Star Trek films have to be a lot more action-packed than on TV and yeah. everything. So it'll be interesting to see whether Star Trek Four comes off. But yeah, so that's a bit about all the timey stuff and everything. But ultimately, Picard's sort of acting out of a sense of hope. Like, yeah. this universe, the yeah. way Guinan's describing it, could be better. Yeah, it sounds a lot better. And I know that we... We're screwed if we don't change yeah. things. We are going to lose. So let's the, see. So it can't be worse. That's it, exactly. Um, so, yeah, ultimately that's the way it goes. And 
the the fly in the ointment, if you like, really is sending Tasha back. Yeah, it's. it's I had a point with <coughs> Steph. I, I know I don't belong here, and all I know is that I had a point with Steph. I mean, I suppose, I suppose what they're thinking is, well, we know the Enterprise C gets destroyed with all hands, yeah. so her being there is not going to change things, but then obviously ultimately with Sealer and then we it, find it, out that she yeah, wasn't. Um, but and like, it makes sense with Nemesis, it makes Nemesis make a lot more sense It does, well. yeah. And what I think, another thing we get from Picard in this is something we've not seen a lot of, is that Picard can be a really good combat captain as well. Yeah. You know, he's he's shooting out orders left and right and he's doing things on his chair and everything. The bit where they tell him to surrender, he says, that'll be the day. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's great seeing that side of Picard. Yeah. But it's, ultimately, that's not who he is in our timeline. He's a diplomat yeah. rather than a, a soldier. But he shows that if, if it, called if, upon, if called upon, he, he has got the. He's got that in him yeah. to be that guy, and it reminds me much more of like Cisco, you know, that yeah. we see in DS Nine in that regard. But there's a what when usually we talk about the universe with this. I'm going to talk about the the alternate universe, the alternate timeline that's created. This. There's loads of little interesting differences, like we talked about. It's a battleship, but. Other things like we have battle alert condition yellow yeah. rather than just yellow alert. We have a combat date instead of a star yeah. date. We have a military log instead of a captain's log. And yeah, Wesley's a full ensign here, which he isn't until later in the season yeah. in next which gen. Bit, which we said, we think it makes sense that <coughs> the world's going a lot worse than most people are aware of. So, yeah. so they'd be fast tracking people through. So they were probably less picky with their entrance exams in the academy. Yeah. If you've got a, an able bodied, willing young man, get him signed up, get yeah. him through. Yeah. And uh, the crew even are described as troops. Yeah. Like they talk about not wanting to lose more troops. So this is military oh, now. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, we, we, yeah the, the Federation is. There's no potential to be. Yeah. And you mentioned the uniforms, like they've got these little belts on the uniforms now yeah. that are kind of like the Mirror Universe, yeah. the TOS version of Mirror Universe. Well, it looks like they'd be very handy for very quickly that they could log, put phases on them and other... Yeah, that's it. So it, they've got the practical rather yeah. than comfortable, yeah. And like the captain's chair, there's a load more buttons and things, so yeah. the captain has to be a lot more hands-on in this version. It is like a... A combat centre rather than oh, yeah. a bridge. I think do they even refer to it as the the CIC? I'm not at sure. At one that. point, I have a feeling somebody yeah. says something like that. So it's it is a military version. Um, something from our timeline, though, we see the Federation uniforms, and it's the red ones. Yeah. But there's no collar, uh, yeah. no, no white sort of undershirt now. Yeah, we've seen that a bit now. With as the- we said, that is a very very popular design isn't it it lasted a lot of years it did last a lot of, lot of years I like I could understand why they got rid of the collar I have one of these uniforms yes yeah. and the collar is bloody awful I can tell yeah, anyone yeah. now who's looking at getting one it's a lovely uniform but it fit, it's so uncomfortable by the end of the it, day with that yeah, collar it does yeah it does look it it wouldn't be my choice but yeah like you said they've obviously thought that and got rid so yeah and I think that ties in as well, uh, going back to Family, where you see the hologram of Jack Crusher, and he's got the red uniform, but without the, yeah. uh, the undershirt. And so, the yeah. tapestry. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, it's obviously, it's an evolution, yeah. but it's still, still the design. Similar. Yeah. Um, other highlights of the episode, then. like I like, right at the start, before we even get into all the shenanigans and everything, we've got that scene with Worf and the prune juice, which is a cute scene. Yeah. But you see the ship going at warp and then dropping out from the view of ten forward. Yeah, which, which, which is, is it's uh, just a nice touch. Yeah, it is a nice touch through the, view, the yeah, window. Yeah, you don't need to do it, but it, it's just a nice little thing to drop in there. Um, I thought the romance with Tasha Yar and Castile they didn't overdo it. No, and that is the risk with these sorts of episodes is that you you hammer it a bit too hard. Yeah, and right. These episodes, like, I know when they're on t- Sky, etc., if you watch them on there, they're, they're an hour time slot. Yeah. But all these American shows are only actually 42 minutes long. Yeah. If you want to put a big story, love yeah, story yeah, yeah. in there and 
and all that developing amongst other stuff it, it can be really it forced be, uh, but it's I, really hard to do I thought they did well. it well here and, yeah. and again it's 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 more believable that you've got these two people in, in the middle of well Tasha's in the middle of a war he's yeah. just come out of a battle and they obviously fancy each other they have a bit of a kiss and that's that so yeah. you know that's that's fine it works on this one and they don't over egg it which is great and um, Picard gets a great line where he says, let's make sure history never forgets the name Enterprise. That's Yeah, it is nice. I've seen that on a lot of Star Trek adverts and things, so that's a good one. Uh, there's a really good shot in the battle where a bird of prey blows up and then another one flies through the yeah. explosion. That's, some really that's a brilliant effect uh, shot. Yeah, and like when you think at this time, this is still before CGI. Yeah, yeah. These, are, these are physical models they use. Yeah, exactly. To do these effects, and these I are, think that effect is new to this episode. Yeah, and yeah, I, I think it does get reused. I'm going to say, and yeah, quite a bit, deservedly as well, because it, it'll have been expensive yeah. to do, and it looks great. And um, there's a bit of gore as well in this one, like Garrett, where she, you find a dead body and she's got a thing yeah. stuck in her head and. Riker as well when he gets killed in this one yeah. he's got a big gash on his neck yeah, and, and everything yeah and it makes sense we're in a war this is what happens in yeah exactly but it's it's quite hardcore for next gen really it, yeah it's, it is and like when you think like when I first watched next gen it went out <laughs> on BBC 2 yeah yeah and it went out at 6 o'clock in the evening it did yeah and I don't remember him making cuts to it no I mean, the only one they they refused to show the high ground. I think so there was some reference to the IRA. There's in some it. reference to the. It but that was just we're not showing the episode. It wasn't. Yeah, we're going to actually put the hook. Yeah, it <coughs> took a lot of years to see that episode. It wasn't like when um, Channel Four got Angel and they one episode. I think they cut about twenty minutes. Of yeah, it, it's it, it was like just ridiculous. But. Yeah, it, yeah, it's quite a brutal episode, really, which it should be because it's dealing yeah, with it's war. Um, but yeah, the aesthetics very, very. And it different. doesn't. It sh- and like them doing this and showing the gore and the realities of war, or the realities as fat as much as they could do for the time of day it went out. Yeah, justifies why Picard is will- willing to of take course, the chance. Yeah, it absolutely does. There's a couple of things. As I say, we've talked about like Wesley, and I'll go away the one we've come up with with Wesley. Why would there be a bar, and why would Guinan be there? Yeah. A civilian. Uh, maybe because she's got this relationship with Picard. Yeah, that. Like, if you read some of the literature, there's the Picard Guinan thing goes back yeah, a Yeah, so and maybe he's going to. And he tells her years previously. Yeah. If I ever have a ship, because she runs bars. Yeah, yeah. So he goes, tells her. If I ever have my own command and I can't, I will make a space for a bar. And yeah, and maybe, you know, it's you're in the middle of a war, the guys need to let off some steam, yeah. so having a bar on there is a good idea. Does make, yeah. You do have, like, mess halls and nappies yeah. well, and just the mess hall, stuff. let's have a bar as well. We've so, got so maybe, maybe it's something yeah. about the ship though. The Galaxy class is designed very much as an exploratory family ship. And it, this is just the realities of TV. You could not... You could probably do it now with CGI, but and back, then, the ship. Yeah, back then you can't change your model of your ship for do, one episode. Well, we do for all the good things. But that, that had a bit more of a budget, I think. Final episode, anyway. Yeah. Let's throw some money at it. Exactly. So, you know, you've got to let them off. They can't, yeah. they can't cha- physically change the design of the ship, but... Yeah, it's like... If you see it with the Mirror Universe episodes, they put different uh, yeah. transfers on. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it. But, um, you know, in reality, you wouldn't have a ship designed no, like that in this situation. No, you wouldn't. The Galaxy class wouldn't have been built, would have be. probably been on the Defiant or something yeah. more like it, but, yeah, we'll let it go. But we, yeah, we have to let that go. Yeah, it's just reality of TV. Reality is this was... Season three, so we're looking at nineteen ninety, possibly ninety one. Yeah, exactly. We're looking at everything was done physical models. These models are really expensive to they make. They are, yeah. So you can't just make a different model. No, you can't. You couldn't CGI in different guns no. and different designs. So which that is probably what they yeah. would do now is they would use the digital model they've got of the ship and they would just add to it. Yeah, like they do with Voyager in Year of Hell and yeah. when the Borg upgrade them and stuff. So. 
Yeah, um, anything else on this one then? I think we've done it pretty good justice. It's yeah, it, it is a brilliant episode. It is a great episode. It's, it's, it's an important one for next-gen lore and yeah. mythology and bits of it come back over and over again. Yeah. There's a lot of... Like, definitely a top ten episode. Yeah, I agree easily. with you on that one. So let's move on then to the next one. And this is Allegiance from a little bit later in Season 3. So the plot basically is Picard gets kidnapped, he gets replaced by a double. Yeah, our Picard is trying to work out what's going on. He has interactions with the other people who are trapped in the same place. Meanwhile, fake Picard is basically testing the crew issuing strange orders yeah because we find out that it's all a study of command and how or authority rather so I think what fake Picard's doing is seeing how far he can push it yeah how much do people trust their captain how much can I get away with and at what point will they stop me and see where we go from there and then ultimately Picard real Picard works out what's going on works out who that one of the yeah people. one of them's a, a spy effectively yeah. and the aliens bring him back to the ship Picard traps them to give them a bit of their own medicine and tells them not to darken our door again basically yeah so it's a fairly yeah. simple episode but it's uh, it's it's a simple episode and I think it's uh, <laughs> ultimately this is not one of my favourite episodes I think it's got lots wrong with it but everything wrong with it is right at the end it's sort of like when Picard finds out mm. who the baddie is or who's all the yeah. captive and goes back to the Enterprise that's when I think this episode falls down it's like someone's had a really good idea yeah. of, a, of him, how he's kidnapped how the doppelganger works yeah that it's going to be held in a prison there's going to be a fake Picard mis- who's studying making strange yeah. orders and then they've not known how to finish the episode. Right. Or, or somebody else has come in and finished it who, who so, hasn't read the first 30, 35 minutes Right, of it. so what is it you think don't work about the ending then? Um, I think when Picard's pushing to kill them, suddenly, right. fly into a supernova, yeah. into a nebula, this Nova, and he's insistent because he's meant to be studying them and and these aliens say they meant no harm he's deliberately trying to kill them all at this point ah, that's, yes that's a fair point um, these aliens can't stand captivity in any way they can't, but they don't realise that they're causing harm to someone else when they hold them captive yeah okay <laughs> yeah I'll give you that yeah they should um, work that out we have Picard when he returns to the bridge and I think this is great that he can do this that with one look he tells the bridge crew what he yeah. wants them to do but he never, he's never able to do that again. No, that this is... This is a, it's a one song that this happens. Yes, that is, that is a thing. And that's why it's a problem yes. that it's in here. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense that, and, that a captain of the flagship should be able to, to communicate non-verbally. And, and I have no problem and that And the crew that. should be good enough to but pick it up. My problem up. is that for... He never shows that he can do that again. No, there's another 175 episodes yeah, where he, he doesn't do that. Yeah. And I just think it falls down at the end because of these things. Yeah, I mean, I'll... Yeah, I'll take them. Yeah, and I think now that you you come to it, yeah. I mean, I do like this episode a lot, but it, it, the stuff I like is... Yeah, it's like... The build-up to yeah, it. Yeah, it's... Like like I say, I like 35 minutes of this episode. Yeah, like... It's like it's a, <laughs> someone's had a really good idea. They've, it's been filmed and it's looking really good and the story's moving on nicely. And then they've got to... Oh, right, we now need to tie it up. It's almost... Oh, I don't know how to. It is almost done in a joking way. It's like, oh, we don't like captivity, blah, blah, blah. And they're oh, off you go. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. If, you, if your species cannot stand captivity in any way shape or form whatsoever why would you think that you're not causing harm holding someone else captive? yeah that's like saying you know our species don't like being punched in the face 
but it won't bother someone else it, if I yeah. punch him in the face. Yeah. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, okay. So let's have a look at what we get about Picard then, though, earlier in the episode where we both agreed that it's pretty good. <laughs> so he takes... No, I think I talked you round, actually. <laughs> he takes a, a really logical approach to working out what's going on. Like, he gets there... He examines the food, he examines the door. We're seeing Picard's intelligence. He immediately takes on like a leadership role, which obviously plays into other things in the episode. You know, they're studying him because he is the natural leader. Um, But we, you know, cleverly, we do see that he does that. He, He takes command, basically. And then he doesn't make any assumptions about the captors like he's like he starts tapping out that mathematical thing so he's like I want to see if we can communicate maybe they don't know that what we're doing is communicating so let's try and use something that might yeah and um, that reminds me the other day I was stuck behind this bus and the brake light kept tapping on and off and I was like is he just holding it on the break or is he trying to do Morse code <laughs> so I'm going to Chloe I'm like get my Google Morse code so I can work out what's going on I don't think you are anyway but there we go so yeah so Picard's got this intelligent approach to it and then he's really sort of methodical like he looks at the cadet skills right what what are your skills maybe that's what they want yeah maybe it's not that we haven't got anything in common so what about your race the bullions what who are their enemies does your you know talking to the other guys does your race have enemies I like how thorough he is and how oh he's methodical he's trying to work yeah. out he's and then the way he works out that she's a spy is right she said something that doesn't feel right I'm gonna I'm gonna test it and see if yeah something else is going on there though I suppose it's never explained how the aliens know about this thing that's and like of the red Picard's mind, is that said? I've, I think they know certain. I think they've been able to pick up little bits, but then there's yeah. other things that are. Yeah, because how would they know about something? Yeah, I think they maybe have been. I think they sort of say that we can duplicate you, so I'd assume that they're picking up the memories. They're getting something. Yeah, because they, they, they do. Can. They make the fake Picard. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, ultimately, he puts an end to it, he's done with it. And he takes a moral stance at the end, like kidnapping is an immoral assault. Yeah, which, which, yeah, it is. But like, I go back to these aliens can't stand to be kidnapped. Yes, they should have known. They should definitely have known it was bad. But (laughs) I still like what it brings out in Picard, regardless of the the motivation the aliens. And then on to fake Picard, who I think is a load of fun, like. He builds it up, doesn't he? He starts off just giving slightly unusual orders. Well, his first one, his first order, is on the bridge, and he goes, where's the nearest nebula? And say, oh, he says, so, 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 nebula. Yeah. That's closest. How long will it take us to get there? So Wesley tells him, Yeah. That'll take us 34 minutes at yeah. warp seven. He goes, okay, make it so at warp two. Yeah. So Wesley looks at his console and goes, that's going to take us 31 day, thirty-one hours. Right. Now, I have a problem with this. Go on. Like, Wesley's meant to be super bright. Yep. And he's reading a console that's telling him how long it takes. Yep. Warp 2 yep. is 10 times the speed of light. <laughs> okay, where have we got? Is this from the this technical is from manuals? Alpha, this is from um, memory, memory alpha. alpha. Okay. And this is in the next-gen versions. I've actually looked at this in the TOS version as well to see if they'd made it. Right, okay. And it's wrong in both. Okay. <laughs> this really bright... Yeah, this is Wunderkind. Yeah. This one, yeah, that we hate anyway. Everyone hates it. <laughs> but now we've got justification to... Go on, man. Give, give the people so the reason. Warp 7 is 656 times the speed of light. Right. What will Warp 2 again? 10 times the speed oh, of light. All right, okay. So it's quite a big difference. Yeah. At warped two, it'd actually take him thirty six and a half hours. Right, okay. Based on warp seven being thirty four minutes. Right. Because we we could establish from warp seven being thirty four minutes mm-hmm. that this nebula is two hundred and forty six thousand three hundred and fifty six million two hundred and thirty two thousand miles away. <laughs> okay. 
That's because we know how fast light travels. Yep. So, it's off by five and a half hours there. Right. <laughs> or, if we go by original series, yep. Warped 2 is eight times the speed of light. Right. Warped 7 is 343 times the speed of light. Yep. And it would take one day for them to travel the same distance as Warp 7. Right. So, so either, either way, he's miles out. Yeah. So this really bright kid, I could give him that he can't work out these things in his head. He's obviously not as bright as you say, but he can't even read a computer panel. <laughs> 36 and a half, or oh, 31. <laughs> and another one as well. Why is he quoting it in Warp 7? Like, why when Picard says, how long will it take to get there? Because they're heading to the current mission at Warp 7. Oh, okay. So, so the, that's their current right. speed. Oh, okay, so on they're the using the current the speed. Actually, we'll let that one speed. go then, yeah. But then Picard asks for Warp 2, and he says it's 31 hours, yep. and it isn't. Right. <laughs> so there you go. That's your reason Sack this Wesley. week to hate Wesley Crusher. <laughs> um, There's always a reason. The, yeah, there are many. But it's good when we can justify it. Yes, exactly. You know, we have got reasons now. Um, so, yeah, basically, fake Picard's testing the limits, and he's pushing yeah. it. What will they take from me? What won't they take from me? He sort of speaks privately with Riker and Troy and he's sort of feeling it out like have I gone too far yet what are the crew thinking about me but also that gets them on side does it like Riker he's like I'm going to have to do things that you're not expecting I wish I could tell you what the the real reason was and then he goes to Troy and it's okay you know how's everybody reacting and you know are they still trusting me and so it's very clever really what he's doing um but then he hits on beverly yeah and again now, we, the, now at this point we have to assume like it's a doppelganger and it's ready his mind so it can copy him yeah so it's using his mind to think oh well i fancy her yeah oh, yeah yeah there's no question about why he's yeah. doing it and you know obviously in picard's mind he must have an inkling then that if he hits on Beverly, she'd be quite receptive yeah. to it. And so the doppelganger uses that. But he still brings in the authority thing, doesn't he? He says, like, is it because I'm your captain? Is that yeah. why we couldn't be together or whatever? So it's interesting. He's not just doing it for the laugh. He's, he's yeah. still doing it to test the boundaries, but he's testing the boundaries there on... A personal level as well as a professional level so i find the stuff that he does interesting and i like the big sing song that he he gets everyone <coughs> to have though weirdly he sort of starts off that scene he's like an ale for me and an ale for you and yeah. an ale for everybody and everybody cheers like but it's free anyway yeah you know so, yeah if you walked in uh, if you walked into your local pub and said right yeah drink for everybody you're good lad yeah you'd get a big cheer but when it's free anyway you're just like yeah. Ah, yeah. I, w- I won't bother for an ale actually yeah. uh, cheers I'm just going to have to Guinan's going to yeah. have to clear it's that up that, that, oh it's drinking with the captain yeah it's sort of a camaraderie thing yeah. but I like his little song and everything I think that's all good fun and the bit where it's sort of Geordie pretends he knows the words and he doesn't he's like <laughs> da 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 and Picard walks off well fake Picard walks off so yeah, I like. There's a lot I do like about this episode. Like, I really like the interaction between the characters. Like, you've got Essok, who's the really angry one, and he's having none of it. And then you've got the cowardly guy. Yeah, I like the cowardly guy where he goes, "We've got no enemies. Your world's been invaded yes, seven times seven or times, whatever, six times in three hundred years." Yeah, it's as well. But we don't oppose <laughs> them. So everybody likes us. It's fine. <laughs> So yeah, they're they're interesting, and I like the idea of it being sort of a locked room mystery kind of thing. Yeah, I'd have liked to have seen a bit more of that. Like I'm having to solve a few more puzzles. Like I say, I I, there's a lot to like about this episode. It's just how it ends. Yeah, I I get where I think with me, I I've sort of had my enjoyment from the episode by that point, and I don't really care how they wrap it up, you know. But I can see your point that it it's a bit of a, a letdown yeah, when you get to the end but I think as a a throwaway episode and it's one that people don't talk about that often I think it's it's strong yeah and I think you know we've looked at two season three episodes this this time 
if you look back to when we were looking at season one, the quality of next gen has picked up. Oh, it's so got up. Oh, it does. It pick by season three. <laughs> we'd found it. Yeah, it did struggle for the first two seasons. It did. Gen. And there's some iffy ones along the way, even after that. But by season three, they are consistently putting out good yeah. to great episodes, which is, which is, you know, is why we ended up getting seven seasons yeah. of it. I think if we'd have had another season like season two, it would it, probably been cut if there'd been another bad yeah, season. It, yeah, it was. I think it was very close at one point. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, well, famously Patrick Stewart didn't pack his bags during the first. Yeah. Se- unpack his bags rather during the first season. So, yeah. So yeah. that's we're gonna carry on with season three next week. So we're gonna look at Sarek, which is a great Picard one. It is one. a great episode and a bit of a contrast. We're gonna look at Menagia Troy as well. So yeah. we've got a fairly serious one and a fairly, fairly f- comedic yeah. one. So we'll look at them. No doubt we'll get on to Ferengi gender politics in that Menagerie yeah. Troy episode. But uh, if you want to get in touch in the meantime, we're at RetrekPod on Twitter. We're on email. It's RetrekPod at gmail.com. And you can join us on Facebook. Put Retrek into the search engine. The group will be on there. Uh, but for now, thanks for trekking with us this time. And we'll see you next time on the Retrek. Thanks. Bye-bye.